The world doesn't need another D&D podcast, but you do. Welcome to Durgans and Dargans. I'm your dungeon master, Ben. Joining me today is Matt. Matt, please introduce yourself. Hello. That Matt is my name, um, and I'm playing a Jet, the Anome Fighter. Also joining me today is Charles. Hey, I'm Charles, uh, but you can call me Pildus, which is my last name, and I'm playing Runal Surname, PhD, the Human Wizard. And then, of course, there is Aaron. Aaron here, and I'm playing Darren Buccaneer, the uh, Minotaur Sorcerer. We are a D&D podcast for the whole family. So long as your whole family is into intense, bloody adventures. We take Dungeons and Dragons seriously, but we're not about to teach your six-year-old any unfortunate vocabulary words. Let's dive right in. At the end of the last episode, you guys escaped from the tavern, made your way back following Macomus, back past the Stinkstone, and back to the hideout of the Freedom Brigade. You guys turned in for a good night of sleep, you woke late the next morning, maybe early the next afternoon, and you woke to find Katrine, who seems to be taking on the role of the hideout cook, making lunch. There are big thick sandwiches with beef and cheese and good rustic bread. I would like to eat four of them. <laughs> I'm not going to make you roll for that. You just eat four sandwiches. And like, she, she perceived that you were going to need a few, so she made like three extra nice and and you had you had enough sandwiches did um did she happen to cut the crust off of any of them (laughs) she did not do you ask her to specifically no no i'll just settle i don't want to draw attention to the fact that that's how i prefer it do do you take a little stabber out and like slowly (laughs) cut your crust off amazing yes i take a little stabber my, my my dagger and I, I have a plus one so I want to say I, I cut the crust off pretty well immaculately <laughs> oh yeah it's it's cut clean off you're not wasting any bread you just kind of cut easily well you, let's be you fair if you're cutting the cut crust out. off you're wasting bread <laughs> just, just <laughs> get that hot take out of the way now if you cut the crust <laughs> off of your sandwich you are wasting bread them's fighting words but you know what maybe we do have some kids listening to this podcast kids it is okay to eat the crust it really is it's tasty it's not as bad as you think and and the old wife's tale is not true it does not put hair in your chest i have eaten so many bread crusts and i am 32 and barely have any hair on my chest just kind of putting that out there yeah i i i will say though kids if you're listening if you cut your sandwich diagonally you will grow a mustache that, that's not even a wife, so that's a proven scientific fact. And if, if you cut it diagonally, there is, in fact, more sandwich. Well, yeah, I mean, that's just geometry. Kids know that already. Uh, yeah, of course. <sighs> Science. Durgans and Dargans, misleading the youth of America since 2022. <laughs> <laughs> I am so done. Somewhere, Neil deGrasse Tyson is getting irrationally angry, and he doesn't know why. <laughs> Today's episode brought to you by Misinformation. (laughs) Misinformation. It's not that bad, especially when it's about sandwiches. Back to you, Ben. (laughs) Careful, guys. We're going to get some kind of tag on Spotify. All right. I am not up for this right right now. (laughs) As As you are sitting around the lunch table, 
Henry and Malgamir come up to you and they say, ah, oh, well done, well done. And Malgamir says, ah, oh, oh yeah, that was, that was a good job you guys did last night. Our spies in the Hotelay family says they are all a buzz with news. Oh, it's, it's been good. It's been good. So here's the next plan. Tonight, you are going to cause a big stir in the whole city because we are going to give you a bucket of combustible paint and we are going to have you paint I think the young people call it graffiti all over the walls of the town hall you should paint Malgamir lives the Hotelays will die across the outer walls of the town hall in this combustible paint and we will give you an extra 100 gold each if you manage to get it on all four walls. Are you actually asking us to legitimately paint the town red? I mean, it's going to be orange flames? Fair enough. Uh, and, and then, once you've painted this graffiti on, we need you to light it on fire and then cause some sort of huge noise that brings people out of their houses to come see your flaming artwork. How does that sound? All right. Now, this one's a little tricky because the Hotelay prison and the Hotelay family house, their castle really these days, is not too far from the city hall. So we're not having you do it on the Hotelay house, but we do want you to put it on the city hall. Do you think you can do that for us? Uh, well, lads, what do you think? I'm thinking we haven't gotten paid for the last one yet, have we? I don't believe we have. We did? He did pay us? Malgamir says, Oh, oh no, absolutely. And he hands you each a coin purse, heavy coin purse. And you open it and you count it and there was a hundred gold. He says, I am as good as my word. This one, if you get all four walls, you will get 200 gold. Jeez, word. We're making out like bandits. But like making out like uh, freedom brigaders, I'd say. <laughs> I told you we'd pay you, and here we are. Runo is very into... Um, I don't know if I've said this uh, in canon yet, but Runo's main driver throughout this entire quest is to just get more funding for his research. Um, and so that's kind of his... his um, ambition to make mo dollar dollar bills is definitely uh, outweighing any other decision making influences at this point so he's definitely in especially after okay. getting this bag of 100 gold that's that's definitely motivating him to just do this a lot more because this is pretty great okay good stuff so uh, you guys kind of lounge about the hideout for a little while uh, jet Maybe you do a little hand-to-hand sparring with some of the folks. Maybe you, yeah. you teach a few of the, the training guys a new a new arm lock that you picked up from some illegal underground wrestling. Uh, Runel, I'm assuming that you you start paging through one of the magical tomes that Malgamir has stashed away in the hideout. Uh, he's, he's letting you kind of get a, get a preview of some of the reading you'll be able to do later. Yeah, um, specifically, can does he have any 
uh, documents or stuff I can read specifically about the history of the Hodelays. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you ask him for that. He says, oh, absolutely. I have a book of city history. And let me tell you, yes, it was written by my family. Yes, we didn't like the Hodelays for a long time. Even with the even if taking the bias into consideration, you should see they're terrible people. So here, go ahead. Great. Um, while the rest are reading, I am practicing um, Mage Hand and Control Flame. Not congruently, but like one after the other. Of like just practicing okay. holding what I can with Mage Hand and practicing like moving lanterns around with Control Flame. Well, moving like the cool. fire from lanterns around with Control Flame. Okay, given, given that... I will say that the first time you No, we're not going to we're not going to make it a specific mechanic. Give award yourself a point of inspiration for that. Okay. So that you can you can use it at a later time potentially with mage hand or control flame. Good thinking ahead. Well, we said we had to paint the town and we're doing this at night, but I my brain immediately thought, all right, we're going to need cover. Okay. All right. You spend your day preparing in various ways. And then, when evening strikes again, and the sky is once again painted, Macomus takes you up through the outhouse again and out into the city. He seems to know intimately what the guard patrols are because you barely see them on the way to that big town square that you recognize from when you emerge from the prison. It is just about fully dark by the time he brings you to a large stack of crates in an alley that looks into the town square and he says, Oh, I, I think I'll stay here for now then. Uh, I will be here. Uh, come back down this alley when you want to escape and I'll lead you back. But it's uh, it's time for you guys to do your thing. I'll be honest, I'm looking forward to it. We'll figure it out. Alright, let's go. So, how are we going to approach this? So you weren't able to carry like a ladder or anything with you. You have, um, you're, you're each carrying, you know, like a medium sized pot of this flammable paint. How much the pot weigh? Uh, I mean, the pot, the pot weighs like five pounds. Paint is pretty heavy. Nice. Um, but each of you has, you, you know, you're not painting the whole wall. You're just painting words. So each of you, each of you has a pot of this. So each of you could either separately or together do some painting. The idea is to make it visible. So it can't just be like quite on ground level. Should at least be like eye level or... What are the surroundings? What are the surroundings within about 30 feet of the town hall? So in front of the town hall, in front of the big double doors, there is a giant open square. And you notice that every few minutes, maybe every 10, 15 minutes, a guard patrol with a torch passes through, stops at the front door, and then passes on. Uh, just as you know, this is so this is flammable paint. It is practically invisible until it's lit on fire. The gate around the place or the so, so there's there's not a gate around the place. It's just a big building. Okay. Uh, it looks a little bit like a cathedral. There's big double doors in front of it. There's the front wall. Uh, around behind it, it's actually a little bit um, it's not concealed, but it it leads to like uh, a roadway behind it. So if you're gonna put it 
if you're going to make the paint visible on the backside of it, it's going to need to be fairly high on the building because uh, there's some shorter buildings that are behind it. And then on either side, there is wide roadways and various buildings and a few um, a few walls that are surrounding estates that belong to the other nobles who are still some remaining in the city. How wide are the roads and how far away is the wall from how far away the walls? Uh, so the wall I mean, it's a good 30 yards from the town hall to the walls on either side. It's only like mm, I want to say like 20 feet from the back of the town hall to the buildings that are that are up behind it. Um, it looks like some like high-end shops back there. And then in front of it, it leads into the town square. All right. I can take the front of the building and one of the sides. If, and I might need help with the front, but if the two of you could get the other sides, I have a plan. Um, sorry, I got to think if I want to say the same character or not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can cast Unseen Servant as a ritual and I think that could help us out quite a bit. How long does that take? Ten minutes. I don't know if we have ten minutes. Oh, you're, you're hidden away right now. You have ten minutes. Um, so if we could cast this, then he could take one of the sides, because I have a plan for the front, using Mage Hand. Since, you know, there's a the guard there, I was thinking of uh, putting having Mage Hand lift the pot onto the wall and then taking care of everything high above the, 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 the main door and being careful not to drip anything on the uh, on the guard's head. But if I could just find some spot out in the front to kind of appear to be dozing while I focused on Mage Hand and focused on writing out the words, I could probably discreetly paint the front if you guys could get the size. I, well, I got I got a rope. I could throw the rope throw the rope up, rope up there, try to climb up and paint it by hand. One of the sides or the front? Whatever you're not doing. Okay, I'll take the front, and then um, that might be best for either the side or the back, since there's not really a guard there in most times. How about you, uh, Reynold? Um, like I said, I'm going to cast Unseen Servant, and I'm going to send... Uh, him out to do to do my painting. Whichever wall you think probably one of the sides, I would guess. Yeah, we'll have him do the side and then we'll meet up and the back will probably be easiest so we could probably do the back real quick together at the end. But the front is the one I'm worried about and the one I want to get done the fastest. Okay, so you've got plans for three of them. Um, can Unseen Servant fly, Runo? I don't think so. Nope. Uh, well, it says... Uh, I'll just read the first paragraph. It says that this spell creates an invisible, mindless, shapeless medium force that performs simple tasks at your command until it ends. It springs into existence in an unoccupied space on the ground. Mm-hmm. My inclination is that it is not physical and therefore 
probably not bound by the laws of gravity. That's... I guess it's a ritual, so you couldn't use it in a pinch. That is super, super useful if it can fly. Huh. I mean, it's up to you as the DM if it can, but I'm making the argument that it's not a physical thing. It is a media... It is a... Yeah. So it's it's magical. And I don't know if you've seen Harry Potter, but they fly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like, we'll, I'm picturing, we'll like, say... actually, one of the ghosts from Harry Potter, right? Like, they kind of just float around. Okay. They're not physical. I, I would make the case that it can fly, but I will submit to your judgment, good sir. So that's fair. However, we will say that trigonometry does still apply. Ah, yes, I forgot about trigonometry. And it says in the description that it has a range of 60 feet. <laughs> so you have to... That, that 60 feet is the hypotenuse of this right triangle. Fair enough. Between you, the corners being you, the servant. How high on the wall? Uh, he would have to go, like, I want to say 10, 12 feet up. Um, I don't know if someone actually wants to do that. Oh, I'm already on it. Uh, 10, 12 feet up, uh, that would require... Actually, wait. Now, I guess, I guess if there's buildings on the other side, we're talking 20 feet up. So maybe 20 feet up. It depends on whether, whether he's getting... Runel is near next to the wall, or if he's trying to stay hidden somewhere else. If Runel is within 15 feet of the wall, and it is, um... 20 feet up, then, uh, I mean, he has to be within 60 feet of the Unseen Servant, so... Actually, a little less than that. Well, no, no, I think 60 feet of the Unseen Servant, I gotta be, um, roughly, um... Well, it says the range is 60 feet. Right, 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 but that's where, I'm talking about how far away from the wall am I gonna have to be, um... Oh, well from the wall uh well if if the hypotenuse is 60 feet then square root of 3200 56 feet i gotta be away from the wall 56.5685 feet okay so you've got to be that close so that's that would actually put you against the wall of the building opposite what you do see when you examine the area in between the wall of the next building over and the wall of the town hall is you see that there are some booths set up from the day's sales uh semi-permanent booths built of wood there's nothing in them right now but there are several of them along that street uh and there are along both sides of the town hall and there are some other booths set up for um trading and sales and things like that all throughout besides the city square the gate and the, the door doorman, the door guard. Uh, is there like benches out front of the city hall? Or like a fountain or something? That's a fountain. Okay. There's a fountain. Hmm. And I'm assuming it's more than 30 feet away. It is like, yeah, I want to say it's like, you know, 40, 40, 50 feet in front of, like, it's, it's there's a big set of steps and things like that. There's a, There's steps leading up into the town hall. Oh, there's steps leading up. Yeah. And the guard is on the steps. The guards will come to the base of the steps and then, you know, look around and then go on their way 
every 10, 15 minutes or so. Okay. When the guards are in the like switching mode, I'm I want to be at the the edge corner of um like so looking at the front, I'm off to the side, so I'm hidden from view of the front, but when the guards change, I want to sneak up. How wait, how high are those steps? Like how many steps? It's like 10 steps. I want to at one point try and kind of stealthily sneak up and hide in the corner of the steps. Yes, I know this is very dangerous. Okay. Okay, there we go. Make a stealth roll. Dice don't fail me now. <laughs> stealth, you say? Yes, stealth. That's an 18. Okay. You hide in the darkness in the corner of the steps. And I'm going to say that it's going to take you, using Mage Hand, it's going to take you about 20 minutes to paint this. Because you have, you you all have brushes, Mm -hmm. but you're using Mage Hand directly. You only have one Mage Hand. So you are having to, like, spill the paint in the shape of the letters. Oh, no, I was thinking um, I had Mage Hand lift the paintbrush and the bucket because it can lift up to 10 pounds put the bucket on the top of the yeah, wall yeah but it's only one thing at a time right yeah so I had it put the bucket on the top of the wall and then take the brush and it would go dip it up top paint it on the wall and go back when it needed more paint okay that was the system I had which is why I was trying to be careful like that was the system I was thinking of and like he got very very slow paint brushes so it took him a little while when it got over the guard's head because he was like I can't let them see anything drip okay I like that We'll come back to that in just a minute. Jet, what are we doing to set this up? Uh, well, no magic, because that ain't my thing. <laughs> kind of wishing I did. But I got some rope. So um, I'm going to... I think what I'm thinking is I would use... Um, I think I have a few arrows in my pack. I'll like, kind of wrap, maybe wrap an arrow around it. Um around on the edge of the end of the rope um and either um i might have a bow i'm not sure if i do or not um but if not i would at least uh in the least try, do my give my best shot trying to throw uh it up as high as i can to get the rope taut i don't have a or maybe i'll like improvise a grappling hook out of out of some like tools i have uh try and latch it on there and get a rope up there and then climb up the rope and do the best I can to, uh, to paint it, to, to paint the wall by hand. Um, I think, I don't okay. think I can actually see in the dark, so maybe I'll, I'll like, get a, light a match or something and try to get, give myself a little bit of light, and if any of the guards come nearby, um, my best bet is gonna have to be climb up, climb up on the wall and pull the rope out of sight. Okay. So you move yourself into a position... To fire this arrow up over the wall to see if you can, you know, latch a little grappling hook over the top of it. And you start to hear a voice coming from the road walking towards you. And it sounds like, oh, well, 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 Mark, I, oh, gosh, I, uh, you're so funny, Mark, oh, boy, oh, you tell me another one there. Oh, hi, Mark. And the voice stops for a minute. 
<laughs> oh, that's a great one. Oh, good story. Good story. What a great story of human behavior. Uh, and uh, I, I do. I don't even attempt to, the arrow. I just hide if someone's coming nearby. Okay. Make a stealth roll. Oh, okay. Okay. That's 21. Okay. You, uh... You hear this crazy guy say, Oh, yo, 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 yo. Oh, well, oh, this is... <laughs> well, maybe... Oh, maybe it's time to turn in. I don't know. Oh. And you see a crazed-looking man in the darkness. Uh, there's, there's like a... A half moon out tonight, maybe a crescent moon. There's not a whole ton of light, um, but you see a person with hair sticking out in all directions and a hat that looks like maybe it started out its life as a as a chamber pot and his, his clothes clearly hung in tatters and you can see that even in the darkness and his feet slap on the ground because they're bare and he curls himself up in the booth next to you and says, well, <laughs> come on, <eat> Mark. <laughs> and he goes to sleep. All right. I was going to be a whole encounter, but you just rolled so well in your stealth that I couldn't do anything with it. All right, well, there's now someone nearby that if I make noise, he's going to wake up. So, good to be aware of. Um, okay, before we get back to your arrow roll, Runel, what are we doing? Um, at this point, Runel has already cast um, Unseen Servant, um, and he instructs him to go paint um, up on the wall. Um, what well, we we were given specific words we're supposed to paint. Malcolmir lives, Hodelay dies. What was it? Something like that. Hodelay must. Yes. Hodelay must pretty, die. Pretty much that. Exactly that. Yeah. Um, the Hodelays will die. Malcolmir lives. The Hodelays will die. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Runo Runo tells him to to paint exactly that. Um. But in order to do so, actually, no. One one change. He he's gonna have them. Uh, have his unseen servant um, add the poop emoji right after the name Hotelay. There we go. Uh, I but love it. In order, I know there. in order to do that because we did our math. Um, he can be sixty feet away from me, so to get him twenty feet up on the wall, I have to be at least fifty-six or at most fifty-six feet away from the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I, you said that there are, like, carts and, like, booths from yeah the day, yeah, so I, I'm gonna try and sneak up to the closest booth I can, um, so as not to, to break the distance between me and, uh, my little, my little sidekick here. Okay. Who I am naming Pudgy. Pud- Pudgy. I love it. Do me a favor, make a stealth roll with advantage. It's a 17 plus zero, 17. Okay, uh, you managed to make it into concealment underneath one of the booths that's only like 15 feet away 
from the wall of the town hall. Nice. All right. So going back to Darren, mm-hmm. you are concealed. You use Mage Hand to lift the brush and you know, to lift the pot with the brush stacked on top of it up to the top of the wall, and you start painting. Do me a favor, make an make a ranged spell attack. All right, so that's my that's just a spell roll plus my um, spell attack bonus. Yes. Thirteen. You get through the first half of the painting just fine, and it looks like the guards are coming back, so you take a pause. All right, Jet. Yes. Crazy beggar is now sleeping. What are we doing? Okay, I think I have a bow, so I'm going to pull up, going to string the arrow, and the arrow is, I, he lives, Jet, like, does scrounges for stuff, so his arrows are really just a table leg that's been sharpened. I love it. Uh, strings, strings the sharpened table leg, and then tries to fire, uh, fire it towards the top of the wall to see if it can make purchase on anything. All right, make a ranged attack. Okay, oh boy, um, that's ten. The arrows clatters downward on the ground, and crazy beggar snores and rolls over again and just goes back to sleep. He rolled very poorly in his perception. <laughs> All right, Runel. Your unseen servant is starting to paint the wall. He's doing a great job. Uh, you can't quite see it yet because, again, the paint doesn't work until it's lit up. However, you feel a surprising, warm, fuzzy feeling next to you. And you look down, and you start to hear the purring of a cat. And the cat is taking a real shining to you. He is rubbing up against you, and he's flicking his tail, and he flicks his tail right under your nose. Please make a constitution saving throw to see if you can hold in the sneeze. Eight plus one is a nine. You sneeze. It's not the loudest thing in the world, but you sneeze. (laughs) And the guards walking by in... The guards walking by in the town square... What did you roll I again? I rolled a nine. The guards walking by in the town square think they hear a sound. And they start to investigate. You try to make yourself very small in that booth. Do me a favor, roll stealth for me. Another nine. They they look they're starting to they're starting to come closer. They're starting to really, really start to look into the booths. You think they're going to discover you. What are you going to do? I cast Charm Person. Okay. How many How many are there? There are two guards. There are just two guards. Hmm. On whichever one looks bigger and or more important, um, if they look identical, I cast on the one on the right. Um... Okay, yeah, that you can't see in the dark. It's hard to again. You got none of you have dark vision, which is hilarious. This is probably the one party where you could have the most fun. 
I really will. Anyway, you cast it on the bigger of the two guards. Uh, they, they are carrying a torch. You can see them a little bit. They're wearing standard guard armor. And how does Charm Person work? He makes a wisdom saving yep. throw, is it? Uh, he's going to make a wisdom saving throw. And uh, when failed, he's charmed until the spell ends or if I do anything to hurt him. Okay. The charmed creature regards you as a friendly acquaintance. But when the spell ends, the creature knows he was charmed by you. Well, I'm assuming a six doesn't make the saving throw. Oh, it... <laughs> ben, let me tell you something. Man. It doesn't. Somehow I guessed. <laughs> All right. He is now charmed. What are you going to do with that? I'm going to make him think that we are friends from high school. <laughs> And he is, and I want him to uh, recognize me as his best friend from high school, um, who, uh, I was actually president of the anti-graffiti club in high school, um, and that I had the worst handwriting of anybody he ever met. Um, also deathly allergic to, um, combustible paint. That was, that was something else that he remembered about me, and he's gonna relay all of this information to the other guard. Can you do that telepathically, or do you... I mean, if he has message, he could tell him that. I don't have message, um, but how about I say all of these things, and he disagrees with me. (laughs) Okay, so here we go. You kind of emerge from the booth, and he goes, Hey, 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 yeah, it's you, uh, Runny, Runny, how you doing, man? <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen you since high school. You old son of a gun, you so-and-so, put her there. Yeah, he like gives you a big old handshake, and it like, you know, hurts. A little bit. I'm not gonna make you take damage, but it's a it's a big rough handshake. And he says, "Ah, oh, yeah. What have you been up to these days?" Not graffiti. I'll tell you that. You know oh, me. Yeah. You know me. You're... Very against it. Yeah. I uh. Yeah. I remember. You were always very against graffiti. President of a club or something like that. Yeah. So what? What are you? What are you doing out? Just, it's late at night. I'm just out for a stroll, as as you know, I'm one to do. Um, and and uh, but tell me, what are you doing out? Well, I'm I'm a gu- I'm working ah, for the guards. That's these right. Days, if you couldn't tell by the uniform, that's right. Uh, but that's look, right. look, man, I don't look. I don't want to arrest you, but there's a little bit of a curfew. Oh my gosh! On. The holidays. Yes, like, yes. Look, I don't I don't want to like be the one to be the bearer of bad news, but like, look, Hank here, Hank, I, I got this one, he, he's good, he's good, and Hank is like, eh, alright, I don't care, and he's, <laughs> why don't, why don't you go back to your room, look, uh, come by the guard station tomorrow, we'll catch up, you know, we'll, we'll talk about old times, I can't, I'm have the old times are kind of fuzzy right now, I don't seem to remember them very well, but you can tell me all about high school, and, <laughs> you know, 
uh, halting stream high, and we'll we'll just we'll chew the fat. How about that? But you gotta you gotta go. I I am going to be completely honest with you. There is nothing. There is nothing I would love more than to do exactly everything that you just said. And again, that is complete honesty. And. Uh, you know, I absolutely believe you. You're always an honest guy. I, I'm going to go home right now, old friend. And, and, and Hank, was it lovely meeting you as well? I, I look forward to uh, knowing you more. Hank kind of grunts, you're like, eh, eh. Um, all right, yeah, okay, good. Good, good, good. Uh, well, look, just just get home safe. Oh, of all course, right, of course. Home. And no, we, we didn't we didn't see nothing. Oh, no, no, no. I, and actually, uh, to thank you, I, I thought I might help you out a little. I did see some ruffians uh, really, really messing around, violating curfews and such. Uh, about eight blocks from here, and and there were they were big. You you probably need all of your cards. Oh well, it's it's just the two of us on this beat tonight. Oh but yeah, we'll oh, we'll go check Godspeed. it out. Come on, yeah, Hank, definitely, let's go. Definitely let's go. go eight blocks away and uh, definitely which, which take <laughs> take. Well, you're a smart guy. Which direction do you think they are? Oh yeah, they're definitely to the west. Oh, yeah. you, oh the west is always giving us trouble. You called it, my trouble. friend. You called it just as I knew you would. They are eight blocks. Actually, we saw them. I saw them. Uh, I use the royal we sometimes. I saw them uh, a short while ago, so they're probably about twelve blocks away now. But if you hurry oh, we better. in the western direction and make sure it's you and Hank. You probably can catch him. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, like come on, Hank. Let's go. And Hank just cannot be bothered. He's like, eh, all right, let's go. Let's go. Come on. And all right, come on, let's go. We better get. And they they start speed walking in a westerly direction. Uh, during this time, the unseen servant has finished painting along the side wall. That wall is. There. I give Pudgy a thumbs up. Uh, Darren, at this point, there are no more guards. You're welcome. Uh, I do want to say this, though. Um, sorry. I realized that Mage Hand only lasts a minute, so I've been, like, resetting it every once in a while. Okay. Um, it's still... Wait, it's a cantrip, right? Is it a first-level spell? Uh, or a cantrip? It's a cantrip. It's a cantrip. So, yeah, I've just been resetting okay, yeah, you, every you once got in a while. But, um... Uh, I then, I realize I have an, another idea. So, I, uh swiftly cast message to both can I cast it to two people yeah I say yes yeah so I cast it to uh, Runo and Jet real quick and I say guys uh, and specifically Jet don't get worried it's me I'm using magic don't freak out and I don't say anything but in my head Jet is like what what the heck (laughs) I don't think you could respond to message but I, I say all right do a line from both ends of the sentence and draw the line, paint the line to about the, the, the halfway mark on the um, on each side till it hits the corner. So if I can do this right, we can light the whole set, the whole paint ablaze in one spark. Uh, 
Okay. okay. So yeah, keep resetting Mage Hand and I paint it, but so I also paint then again, basically making sure the letters at least touch a bit so that it all lights up in one bit. And then I put a line all the way across the, the whatever's left of the wall to make sure that it hits the corners so that the paint can touch on every single wall. Okay. Oh, you know what? I didn't specify, but Runel wrote his message in common. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we are... We have two walls finished now. Jet, let's go back to you. Uh, do me a favor, make another ranged attack. Uh, you want me to... I'm going to fire the arrow again? Uh, yeah, he, he didn't wake up last time. Unless you want to try something else. Hmm. I think it... Or what kind of... What is the wall made of? Uh, just large stone blocks are there like any cracks or or like little crevices in the wall that i could that i could see it's a pretty high dc but you could climb it if you wanted to yeah i think i'm gonna I th- yeah i think he's gonna i think he's if the the arrow stops he's like oh well, well forget that <clears throat> he's gonna pull out okay. um you know some of his tools and then use them as like as handholds try and get cl- uh climb up the wall and then do his best to paint it that way. okay uh, make a, what is that? Acro- climbing is an acrobatics. Make an uh, acrobatics check. I would say, like, I would say he's not, he's trying to muscle his way through it. Is this kind of thing Okay, he's doing. so we'll call there. it an athletics check. Yeah. We'll call it an athletics check. We'll say you climb to the top, tie your rope, and then you can, t- then you can belay from there. Based on the, the rope, right? Yes, yes, if you make it to the top. So do me a favor, make an athletics check. Oh boy. Well, it is like pitch black dark out and he is not doing so well because that uh, might slip on something. That's an eight. Okay, you make it like a good 10 feet up and then you slip and then you fall. Do two things for me. The first thing you're going to do is take four falling damage. And the second thing you're going to do is make a constitution saving throw. Why? Because you need to not cry out. (laughs) Okay. Oh, man. Jeez. No, that's not great. Um, 13? You go, ugh. Not too loud. The guards who just ran off, they don't hear you. But, ooh. You hear crazy beggar? Oh, 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 oh that's, that sounded like someone. Oh, oh, Mark, that sounded like someone in pain. Oh, let's go. <laughs> let's go take a look. And he starts uh, kind of crawling his way towards you. Um, you have a bit of a strained ankle. You can still use it, but it's it's sore right now. And he he comes over to you, apparently seeing just fine in the night, and goes, <laughs> "What what's your name, friend?" And can I help? I say I just uh, be quiet, and I and I and I cover my my hand over his mouth, try and silence him. He's a, like a you know five foot eight human being. <laughs> uh, yeah. How are you covering it? Oh no, because he's crawling. That's right. So yeah, so you cover his mouth, and he's he's crawled up next to you. And he goes, oh. You, you, you hear that, Mark? We gotta be quiet. I stuff his mouth so he just, just stops talking. 
Oh, well, he's, 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 oh, hey, I'll be quiet, I'll be quiet, it's all right. Hey, what's, uh, what's going on? Are you all right? Be quiet, not time for this. I, I attempted, I attempted to, to grapple him and start pulling him away towards the booth out of where there's some, if there's some cover nearby. He starts to make a little bit of a rocket. Oh, hey, hey, stop that now. I'm just trying to be friendly. Come on, Mark and I were just being cool. <laughs> I, What's up? Can I make can I make athletics check just to, to, to gag him so he won't say anything? Jed is like not having it right this second. You can fight you can you can grapple him. Yeah, yeah, I would. Make a Okay, here we go. Uh yeah. That would that's Usually an athletics check versus his athletics or acrobatics. Okay. Yeah, he's going to do athletics. Okay. That's 16. Yeah, he rolled a dirty 20. Crazy oh is strong. And he goes, oh, hi now. I don't much cotton to that. <laughs> hey, Mark, I don't, I don't think we're very welcome here with this young man. Oh, we might have to not be as helpful as we were intending to be. Uh, oh, boy. No, look, look, young feller. I'll give you one more chance to be polite. I'm kind of amazed that this guy's voice has gone from Goofy to Jerry Seinfeld in about three sentences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Mark, what's up with that? Hey, hey he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, he's crazy. What can I say? Uh, then Jet will be like, okay, fine. It's just, just be quiet. I'm trying to, trying to do some, trying to do something here, and I need not to track the guards here. Oh, why I said I'd be quiet? Well, they don't let me sleep on the street anymore anyway. So what do I care for them? Yeah, well, look, look, and appreciate the help. Glad you're here. I'll give you, I'll, I'll pay you for, for a drink later if you want. If you just be quiet. Well, I, I like that. Uh, so what, what, uh, let's, uh, what are we doing? What's the plan? Well, look, I'm trying to, I'm trying to paint, paint, uh, put a message on this wall, on this wall with this, with this bucket of paint and a point towards my hand. Oh, yeah, a little graffiti. Well, I, uh, I, I've done a little graffiti in my time, too. Well, you can't get very tall. You can't get very high up the wall being not as tall as you are. How's about this? Thanks. If you give me... 35 million bajillion grains of salt, I'll let you stand on my shoulders. I, I, uh, how about, how's 20 gold? Uh, well, you've talked me into it, but I'm gonna have to insist on one gold. <laughs> I like, I like his ability to count. All right. I'm sure you definitely know your numbers better than me, and I just grab a handful probably around like 25 gold but i'm not paying attention i just shove it in his hands he definitely just insisted on one gold i know but i but jet doesn't care he just he just gives he said, him well well let me tell you right here oh that's a pretty penny or a pretty gold piece <laughs> all right there fellow we'll work with you and uh he with his crazy person strength Picks you up handily 
sets you on his shoulders in like a shoulder ride style and lets you paint the wall. All right. <laughs> with with the guards being nowhere in sight, it works. All right. So you've got three walls painted. What's next? Well, while we're doing that, I'll make sure that the um, we make sure I link it to um, the rest of the Darren. Yeah, the other two. Um, well, we haven't done the back yet, so yeah. Um, I uh, I move over to since I finished relatively close to the start. I move over to Raynell's side because me being who I am and noticing that uh, um, Jet seems to have some kind of criminal backstory. I'm like, yeah, he's probably got a handle on this graffiti thing. I'm going to help the college student who's probably never done this before. Little do you uh, know that Rudel killed it. Meanwhile, we got Jet convincing Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Ha, ha, ha. What a good sword. <laughs> um... Okay, alright, so who's got the back wall if we're gonna do that? Uh, well, I'm heading over there, and then I'm gonna be like, Ooh, right now, you're done. Um, do you think we should, uh, head to the back now? Or should we, uh, go to, um, go over to, uh, Jet's side and see if he needs any more help? I don't think he should, so I, I, I suggest we head to the back. No, he's, he's probably fine. Let's go to the back wall now. Okay, great idea. I bring Pudgy with me. Pudgy? That's my unseen servant, is Pudgy. <laughs> Alright. Do me a favor. Darren and Runel both make stealth checks, please. Oh, dear. <laughs> That's a four. Woo! Fifteen! And I, I would say, just because I know a four is probably not the best roll, uh, Runel does not care about being stealthy at this point. Because he knows he just okay. sent away all the guards, approximately 12 blocks west of here. Hank's gone. He knows Hank is gone. So <laughs> he's not he's not in his stealth mode at all. Okay, all right. so Runel, not in his stealth mode, trips over a bucket that was lying he's actually on the humming, He's actually also humming floor. loudly that song that's been stuck in his head since the last episode. <laughs> Oh, yes, he has. Yes, uh, we all have. You know what? Do me a favor. Roll performance. <laughs> you didn't make me roll last week, which I'm still blown away about. I, I, oh, man, I really should have. Uh, that's a 14. And and in the timeline of everything, uh, that was technically two weeks ago, because I think we're going to be publishing Listen, this. Listen, man, it was weeks. half an hour ago. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> We're not going to question the timeline. <laughs> Don't look at the man behind the curtain. Um, <laughs> We've got to get back to 1955. Great Scott. <laughs> All right, say that roll again. That was a uh, 14. Okay, so here's what happens. You send the bucket clattering along the street. Someone opens up a window to their second story. Kind of like so. The, the, do I, I just there was like a bunch of shops. hide in the dark? Like, like I, I yeah, they don't they don't see you. Okay, cool. <laughs> you are out back of the town hall now. There were some more permanent stores and shops out behind it. <laughs> um, some of this this high end stuff. Someone kind of opens their back door, looks out, looks straight at you, Runo, but then hears your loud humming slash half singing, 
and they're like, hmm. and, and they kind of like stage whisper down to you, oh, I didn't see nothing, and they close the window again. And you think maybe, maybe, just maybe, this song that may or may not have been spreading like wildfire through the city, maybe they're not a huge fan of the Hot Lace either. Who knows? But whatever they did see, it wasn't you. Not according to them. So you are out back in the building, able to work your graffiti. And honestly, for the sake of time and continuity, we'll say you do it. And you do it quickly, because between Darren's mage hand and Unseen Runel's Unseen Servant, Runel's pudgy. we are yeah, all Ru- set. Runel's pudgy. Yeah, so between... between <laughs> yes. Rudel's Pudgy, it cuts the time in half. Get yours today. <laughs> Today's episode brought to you by Pudgy. Pudgy, we'll cut your time in half. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we've got all four walls. What is what is this building that we're painting? It's the town hall. Okay. Can um, the city hall, So yeah. is there a guard out front anymore or was that No. Was, okay. Um is there a lantern or a torch anywhere near the side of the building? Uh, there's there's a couple of lanterns that are not quite lit but smoldering outside of the uh, like tiny little guttural flames. Um, you guys are about to make your way away from it. Jet, you need to... Um, fi- you finished your work at this point and... Uh, gosh, what did I name this guy? Crazy something. Uh, Rookman. Old Man Rookman. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Old Man Rookman. Well, it's been a pleasure working with you. Uh, do you mind if I follow you home now? Uh, uh, Jet, did you acquire a pet? Question mark? Uh, for lack of a better term, I really appreciate it, sir, but uh, we got, I, I got some trouble with the missus at home. I don't think he'd appreciate more guests. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll give you an extra. I'll give you an extra, uh, some extra change for a drink tonight. I hand him another, you know, ten gold. Jet well, can't do I'll math. I'll be kept in drinks for a while. But if you ever do need me to <laughs> help with those marital troubles, I am a licensed mental health counselor. Can Jet count? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Negative three to in to intelligence. Oh no! <laughs> before he oh, okay. before he leaves. Runel is going to cast Charm Person on Rookman. Okay. Wait. <laughs> what? Oh, no. Rookman needs to make... Uh, just, just hear me out. Hear me out. Rookman needs to make a uh, saving throw. I think it's wisdom. Okay. Rookman will... No, no. Rookman rolled. Rookman rolled a natural two. That's... So where are we right. going with this? Rookman, Meg, I I need to tell you something. Oh, yeah? All right. Don't trust Mark. (laughs) He he looks in the empty space next to him and goes, (gasps) and then looks back at you and says, well, why ever not? Also, I believe you owe me 20 gold. I do believe I do. And he carefully counts out 20 gold into your hand. <laughs> All right, run along, run along now. Well, you're you're a monster. <laughs> Listen, it was well worth the spell slot. So, as as a as a dungeon master, 
and as a storyteller, I do need to remind you that at this point, you guys now need to A, light the graffiti on fire, and B, cause some kind of scene that's going to draw people to their windows. How are all you right, doing right. that? That's actually oh. a great point. Um, Mark, uh, Rookman, Rookman. Yeah? Don't go too far. Go hide over there. All right. And he goes down and, like, hunkers down behind a boat. I'm, I'm, I'm going to save myself a Rookman for later. <laughs> I think he might come in useful in making a scene. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, well, I have a plan. Alright guys, let's get about uh, 120 feet away. Um, okay. Trying to think. Um, is there a bell anywhere near City Hall? City Hall definitely has a bell tower. Did anyone have a ranged attack that's uh, about 120 feet? That's not Firebolt. I have Magic Missile. Would that ring the bell? It is force damage. So that'll ring the bell. I can throw a firebolt at the what's it called. And you could throw like two magic missiles in succession to ring the bell twice. I'll see you one better. I can throw three. <laughs> he has to throw three. <laughs> oh, so can, but he can, can he tie them slightly? Sure. So it'd be like, I throw the firebolt and then like... Simultaneously, he throws the first magic missile, goes gong, and so like as everything starts lighting the blaze, the second one goes off just to make sure that people wake up. And then, as soon as the, the after the first bell goes off, then I'll um, I'll go over to Rickman and try to convince him to uh, to uh, to make a run. Holler. And to yeah, and holler? we'll start. We'll just start ye- yelling, yelling. Oh, you don't need to convince him. He's charmed. <laughs> oh, right. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, uh, you two start uh, hooting and hollering and yelling fire and whatnot. Oh, wait. I wish I didn't look this up. Magic Missile. The description of Magic Missile, you create three glowing darts of magical force. Each dart hits a creature of your choice. You can see within range. The darts all strike simultaneously, and you can direct them at one creature or several. Okay, then. So just uh, have them hit the bell and you can cast... It's a cantrip, right? No. no. As a dungeon master, I don't require that it be a, a creature. Oh, it's, it wasn't the word creature that we were getting tripped up on. It was it's the simultaneous. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you hit it with three at a time, it would probably set it off ringing. Yeah, I mean, if I know anything about bells, that'll make it ring three times as loud, right? Exactly. <laughs> we'll say that. <laughs> so, yeah, uh... I'll throw can I'll throw a um, fireball cantrip, and you there we at, go. like simultaneously throw a, a magic missile, and like as it's traveling, once once it starts getting a blaze, a jet, or <clears throat> once once the blaze begun, jet, I want you to start get get um your pal here to start uh well yelling. Don't have to tell me twice. Get him to get him to yell at Mark. <laughs> yeah, Ruffman. Whatever, everything, every shit. Whatever you say, something to Mark. Whether you love him or hate him, whatever. Just like swing him a sweet song. All right. Um, on your mark. Three, two, one, go. And then I throw. I lob the firebolt like a beautiful softball. Just 120 feet magically because you know I'm super strong and it's yeah. got no no weight to it because it's magic so I throw it and lob it perfectly or well actually should I roll to attack nah we'll say that you can hit the broad side of a town hall 
<laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but yes, you know, I lob it and magic missile probably goes a little bit faster than it. But yeah, throw it and then yeah. Well, Bruno, what does the scene look? Bruno like? Bruno casts magic missile and shouts, "This one's for the bell of the ball." <laughs> and then as I throw it, I'll yell because they were asked. They asked us to. Um, Famalgamer! And like, like this booming minotaur voice just Famalgamer! And just lob this up. Upon hearing that, Runo. The bell rings. Yeah, Runo remembers his instructions and goes, That's who I meant. <laughs> I forgot that that was my job. <laughs> the bell the rings. Oh, hell, Malgamir, the bell of the ball. <laughs> As he's known <gasps> the be- across the lands. <laughs> oh, we're going to start the worst rumors about this dude. The bell rings out loud and clear all throughout the city. It is ear-splitting to you guys who are standing by. You have no doubt that almost all the city can hear this bell. And the letters are burning bright. Your calligraphy was on point. And there it says, Malgamir lives, the Hotelais will How's die. that poop emoji look? <laughs> it looks pretty stinky. <laughs> and as all of this happens, Old Man Rookman goes, Well, Mark! Well, look at all that up there! Why didn't you tell me this was happening? You knew about this, I knew you did! And he gets into a fierce argument with someone that you cannot see and goes charging off down across the town square and down another alley and he disappears. But as he goes, you see him bang on a door or two, being like, Hey folks, Mark is a jerk! <laughs> so he made a he made a bit of a scene. Alright, as all of this happens, Macomus comes up from behind you and says, Alright, gents, I think it's time we got out of here. He leads you quickly back to the hideout, avoiding any guards that you might have seen, but it's not too hard to do since they are looking at the bright fiery letters racing towards Town Hall. You get back to the hideout, and your mission is done. Nice. You turn in for a good night's rest. And that's where we're going to end episode three. Once again, thank you to my wife for letting me play D&D as a hobby. Thank you to my excellent players. And thank you to our excellent listeners. I'm assuming on that one, but I think you guys are probably pretty excellent. And once again, thank you to Kevin McLeod for his music. Following this, there will be the musical attributions, so you all can skip to the next one now or listen to the music that I selected. The following tracks were used with permission of a free license through Incompetech Film Music. All music was composed by Kevin McLeod. Here are the titles in order of appearance. Attack of the Mole Men. Village Consort. Scheming Weasel. Jaunty Gumption. Hidden Agenda. Final Battle of the Dark Wizards. That one's a mouthful. Anyway, thank you again to Kevin McLeod and Incompetech Music.